so if I chose to, to follow his path and his plan, not only would I live for eternity, but my life on this earth could be redeemed as well. I didn't know exactly what that would look like, but it was attractive and it was something that I wanted. Hello and welcome to You Matter, a Spring Hills podcast. I'm Josh Meyer. Thanks so much for joining us today on our Going Deeper episode. Our Going Deeper episodes give you the opportunity to go theologically deeper and uncover gems of scriptural truth to enhance your spiritual formation journey. As our church grows, we want you to feel loved and cared for. And a part of caring for someone is allowing our hearts to be seen so that you can feel intimately connected to us as we love, live, and lead like Jesus Christ. Today, we are going deeper on this past weekend's sermon titled, Reaching Beyond Our Walls. Christ's love compels us to be on mission. We live for Him, see through His love, and bring reconciliation to a broken world. We embrace our role as ambassadors of Christ, participating in His divine mission to bring hope and salvation. God blesses and uses us as instruments of His grace. As we embark on today's podcast episode, we would love for you to consider many of the opportunities to serve our community and be on mission with our church for Jesus Christ. It is the way we were designed, and it is the way we must be in order for His kingdom to come, His will to be done. Today, I will have two pastors on the show with me today. I first will be starting off with Pastor Tom, and then we will be moving on to Pastor Trey Freeman. Pastor Tom, how's it going? Josh, I'm having an exceptionally amazing Monday. I've met all my goals so far today, and it's been a really great day. Going great for me, absolutely. That's an important day for you. Monday is very important. Mondays are very yes. important. Yes, if absolutely. anyone doesn't know, in the in this in the uh, spiritual church going world, in order for a pastor to be on track to give you the best sermon possible, he's got to hit the ground running. He's got to get into his prayer meditations. He's got to get into the groove, starting with his sermon prep, and that has been very important to you throughout your journey. Yeah, I'm this coming weekend. Now we're going to talk about last weekend in just a second, but this coming weekend, I'm talking about heaven, and I've been spending all morning studying uh, scripture and reading about heaven, and so. So it's, it's a pretty enjoyable way to spend half your day uh, and uh, just having a great day so far. But let's talk about last weekend, Josh. What are, you, what are you wondering about my section from the message last weekend? Well, I am always wondering, knowing you and the time I've gotten the opportunity to spend time with you, is that there's always something more, something you had to leave out. So before we go anywhere, I want to know, what did you have to leave out this weekend? Well, absolutely. I did leave out some things that I would have loved to have gotten to, but time really did not permit. Um, one thing that strikes me that I would have really enjoyed to bring up and mention is when I was talking about America and Ohio when it comes to church attendance and what I called um, the secularization process, that people are uh, abandoning churches, they're walking away uh, from from faith in many ways. One thing that the, my research led me to that I didn't get to talk about was that um, we sometimes think young people leave their faith when they go to college. 
that they they go to college and then they leave their faith. Um, the book that I referenced in the sermon, which is called the the church, the dechurching, the great dechurching, um, it actually says that uh, children who stay with their faith, raised in a Christian home, and stay with their faith, um, the the issue is not going to college and then leaving. The issue really is the faith of their parents. That parents who say they're Christians but really don't pursue Christian faith very directly. They don't attend church regularly. They don't they don't demonstrate in their home. Uh, reading the Bible, praying. They don't they don't really see their parents as an example. Those students often do walk away from their faith. But but students, children that see their parents actively involved in church, actively pursuing their faith, uh, actually tend to, I think the number is 87% of children from homes that are living out their faith stay with their Christian faith. Um, and the higher their education, the stronger they're correlated to stay with their faith. As in, it's not that they go to college and leave their faith. When they see an example at home of parents who are living out their faith, they go to college, whatever college it might be, and the more educated they become, the more likely they are to stay with their faith, which I thought was a very interesting thing. I couldn't I couldn't make that succinct enough uh, to bring into the message this weekend, but if we, if we are thinking about the next generation and we're thinking about um, faith in America, um, what our children see from us has a very direct impact on if they stay with the faith that we're imparting to them or if they end up leaving their faith. Um, and that's just a, that's a, really a call for any parents out there listening. What you do matters. The example you set matters and probably matters more in your home than anywhere else. Um, it's not what you say at church. It's what happens at home that really matters to your children. Man, that could not be more perfectly said. I'm right now off the top of my head, I'm thinking about some amazing youth that are thriving right now in college because of what has taken place in the home and the example that has been laid out before them. I actually had the opportunity at this weekend to man a desk for the Turning Point Ministry Church, which we will be talking about at a later point. But to my right was Julie Stedman, who was representing His Hope Ministries. I'm not sorry, His Hope Ministries, Heartbeat Ministries. And it was really interesting because we have gotten to see that family grow up. And this is just one example. We have so many examples. Yeah. But, but Ruby Stedman is just crushing it in school right now. What a great example for Christ. And it's because her mom and dad have been on mission and been modeling that example. She may be stepping out into the real world, but she's stepping out well prepared and with dangerous for good because of the family in the home. And that is really important. As much as it is nice for you to listen to Pastor Tom here on the podcast, attend church, it's what you do at home that matters. Absolutely. Yeah, something else I would have liked to have gotten into this weekend, we, we talked about Licking County and we talked about uh, poverty, homelessness, and then and that very, very sad topic of what I call deaths by despair, deaths mm. of despair. Um, but one thing we didn't get into was something that is near and dear to my heart. I just couldn't find local s- statistics that really pointed to this, which is sex trafficking. I, I have mentioned this actually in a number of sermons in the past uh, about sex trafficking, but it, 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 we know it's happening in our community. We know it's an issue. I just couldn't find enough information to really to really go there. It felt like we already had a full service. So add, adding in another topic, one, one of our uh, ministry partners, uh, Kingdom Pillars, um, does actually address that issue. And so it was great to have them in the building, and we just really value that ministry most especially. Mm, beautiful. Well, I do have one question for you um, as it relates to this past weekend. You had some incredible statistics that you went over, and obviously we talked about some of them, the one that you kind of had wished that you'd go a little bit deeper on. Um, 
Is there anything that just stood out to you that was jarring? For me, the one of the things was the actual um, single generation. Mm-hmm. The single generation yeah. churches is uh, it's actually pretty profound to think about and to think about what can we do to to open our eyes to the single generations churches that are taking place today and figure out how we could actually pour into them and actually turning point is another one of those type of opportunities. But what are your thoughts of any particular statistics that stood out to you? Yeah, you know, I did I did mention that there's about 300 churches in Lincoln County, from what I understand and information I was able to assemble, and to think that some local you know leaders that I was discussing with really think maybe a hundred, a third of those churches are single generation churches. Um, um, folks, you know, 60, 65 and up are the only ones attending that church. Um, it's a pretty sad thing. It's a pretty sad thing. It also is a reminder to us, and this may not be a very popular message, I'm going to say right now, it, or maybe a very popular message. Uh, it's a reminder to us that we need to think about every single generation that is attending church. Uh, what do the kids need? What do the youth need? What do young adults need? What do young married couples need? What you know? What do middle-aged folks like myself need? What is that uh, that wise older generation? What, what what do all of them need? I think is a great question, and we can't eliminate. We can't f- exclusively focus on a certain generation um, to meet their needs because we really got to think about everybody. Um, single generation churches are they're a real thing, and it's a it's a sad fact of reality. Probably, uh, and I'm not speaking anything negative about those churches, but Probably at some point in time, they they uh, may have chosen to think about a, a certain demographic, or they may have chosen let's just keep things the same, the same as they've always been. Instead of we we never change the message, but the method needs to be evaluated uh, from time to time, and so that is an important part of the conversation. I think um, the second thing, Josh, that really stuck out to me as far as I shared that really hit home with me was um, those deaths of despair. The people in our county in our midst who have chosen to take their own lives, uh, 30, um, I know I said specifically um, 33 suicides in Licking County last Ooh. year, 13 already year to date this year. Um, that's very heavy for me. And then, and then you know, Pastor Trey is right here and he mentioned how many people he has known personally who have died of a drug overdose. I, I also have a number that I, that I knew personally who have died of a drug overdose. And it is just a humbling thing to think about how many people in our community right here where we live and breathe uh, are living with th- this rate of despair, um, the despair that's there. And, and then to know that we have a message of hope from Christ and how Christ has changed my life so dramatically, your life, Josh, so dramatically, Pastor Trey's life so dramatically. It's just a really, um, it's it's that reminder that we have a mission and we have a message, and we want to really think about our own lives. How do we live out that message? Mission. How do we share that message specifically? So that's kind of what's sticking with me from the missions conference yesterday. That's awesome, Tom. Thank you so much for being with us today. We are now going to turn the tables to Pastor Trey Freeman to take us away for the remainder of today's podcast. Pastor Trey, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Awesome. Well, Pastor Trey, we have you in the office today for several reasons. One, because your story was compelling, and you've given your witness talk several times here at the church, and it's been a huge part of what's helped us to develop the Celebrate Recovery ministry today to the point that it has gotten so big, we've actually had to look for additional space in other buildings outside of our building in order to support the growing ministry. 
But before we move on to some amazing things that you are doing, Pastor Trey, and that God has been blessing you to do, I'd love for you to share with some of our listeners, since we this is a national broadcast, to share your story and see how Christ has impacted your life. Yeah, so, um, you know, my story with drug addiction uh, began at the age of 13, and it progressively got worse until by the time I was 18, I had experimented and used everything from marijuana to LSD to mushrooms to ecstasy, cocaine, crack cocaine, crystal meth, and then eventually heroin. And wow. um, as I mentioned yesterday, <clears throat> you know, drugs are, are very powerful. And if an individual starts using drugs and they don't quit quickly, eventually they, they get their hooks in. Uh, the drugs get their hooks into the individual. And the, the mind um, begins to crave it. The body begins to crave it. And the drugs will shape and mold uh, an individual into the identity of a full-blown drug addict that is that the drugs will then dictate everything in the individual's life and so as tom did a really wonderful job of explaining some of the statistics with um with drug addiction and what it <clears throat> looks like in our county right now i started to 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 just brainstorm and think about how many people i've known in the past and uh people uh that i used with in my active addiction and then uh, or when i was actively using and then people that i've known and know in ministry currently and there are hundreds of people that i personally know who are struggling with drug addiction it is just a it's an epidemic right now in, in this country and as tom mentioned it's even worse in ohio and then specifically in central ohio and it's just crazy to think about. And so just being able to, to think about my, my personal experience with that. And, and, and as he mentioned, uh, drug overdose, you know, that is just such a, a heartbreaking and heart wrenching thing to think about that there are children and, 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 and that don't have parents because of drug overdose, parents who don't have children because of drug overdose. And I estimate that I've know, I've known at least 40 people who have died of a drug overdose wow and actually i found out this morning that another person that i know has passed away from a drug overdose oh my and it's just such a such a sad thing and you know i mentioned one person who was a, a really good friend of mine that i met when i was six years old and developed a relationship with and was friends with this with this individual for over 30 years of my life and i, I received a, a phone call a couple years ago uh, that he had died of a drug overdose he was a groomsman at my wedding and i, I shared a little bit of uh, of his story just for a moment uh, and he now has um two two sons that don't have a father and it's just just sad mm. um, to see him wow so, Pastor Che, before we move on to some of the incredible things that you're doing in the church and with our new ministry, Turning Point, I would love to just get a little bit of your heart. The moment that Jesus got a hold of you and you really did turn 180 degrees to Jesus Christ, what was that like being in that moment when you were at the depth of your despair and Jesus was able to just grab you and pull you? Yeah, you know, um, my 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 kind of calling, my my drawing, um, took place over a couple month period, and you know, it was it was interesting. I uh, just kind of began to 
be aware that maybe there was um, some spiritual reality in the world. And it, it led me to a point of uh, just kind of understanding that the world was in some sense corrupted and, and, and evil. And um, that, but then I realized that there was a God who loved and was the answer for uh, people to be able to uh, to know love and to know truth and to find healing and then uh, in the March of 2014 it became pretty clear to me that you know I had not wasted my life um, and at the time I was 28 years old and I was thinking about what it would look like to be able to build a life after spending you know what would some would say is the prime of my life you know from the age of 18 on into my late 20s not accomplishing anything and, and god had kind of revealed to me that um that he was there and that i would spend eternity with him and then i had he was in control of time and so if i chose to to follow his path and his plan not only would i live for eternity but my life on this earth could be redeemed as well and he just used this idea of purpose um, <clears throat> this understanding that you know he could uh, use me for for things that i never thought were possible and i think everybody at least for me um, has a desire to be able to to have their life mean something and that it was something that was just a really a draw for me that i could take my life that god could take my life that was uh, consumed by, and, and just ravaged by drug addiction and i uh, was in the process of being wasted and give me a meaning and give me a purpose and allow me to change my legacy and that was just something that was really really appealing to me and i just understood that if i chose his path for my life that the drugs were going to fall beside me uh, that he was going to build me from the ground up and to shape me into exactly what he wanted me to be i didn't know exactly what that would look like but it was attractive and it was something that i wanted mm, that's so beautiful thank you so much for sharing that now, as we look forward, we have an amazing opportunity in our church as we are starting a new ministry called Turning Point. Can you please share a little bit about Turning Point with us? Yeah, so Turning Point is actually a kind of a, a vision that God gave me a few years ago when I was at a different church. Um, there was just, you know, God has, had opened some doors to, to some outreach to be able to uh, be in places and, and of influence with people who do, who do not know Christ. And so just kind of the idea to shape something uh, specific to to reach people who do not know Christ. And so I, I launched this ministry in August of 2019, and it was a, because of my limited capacity and resources at the time that the idea was that we would just do it once a month, and then if God moved and allowed us to expand that, we, what we would do. And uh, we had one service a month for seven months. And as I estimated, uh, just kind of the attendance and, and how it broke down, I uh, it was about 45% of the people who came through the doors of, it was called Turning Point, Turning Point um, were unchurched, did not know Christ, and had no church affiliation. And so I broke that down into, I believe there were 130 different people who came through Turning Point in those seven months that did not know Christ, and 15 of them uh, professed faith in, in, in Jesus Christ and ended up being baptized. But then COVID came in and just kind of paused everything. And, you know, God is amazing. And what he actually did was he shifted things. And um, because of some different circumstances, I ended up, uh, you know, my time at that church ended. Uh, but by the grace of God, he had uh, he's just a divine encounter between myself and Pastor Tom uh, led to an opportunity for me to be put on staff here with the understanding that if God wanted it to happen, that he would show us signs and, 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 and expand some ministries and some uh, some outreach opportunities. And then we would consider relaunching Turning Point, but now doing it um, 
just fully resourced and fully supported. And I'm just extremely excited about it. Oh, man, that's so exciting. You know, one of the things that I'm thinking about is how Jesus gave his life on the cross. And in three days, he resurrected to defeat death. And how powerful is it that, interestingly enough, a ministry by the by the name of Turning Point was effective at three years ago. It hit the pause button by the enemy, but then perhaps we see it resurrected again three years later. And that's very exciting. One of the things that I heard that's extremely exciting is that it's literally right next to the prison and across the street from the Salvation Army, right in the heart of the community where we have the opportunity to reach out to the poor and the, you know, the powerless and those who are needing the true fruit of Jesus Christ. And honestly, let's be honest. I, If you're listening to this episode, you might be a member here at this church that is maybe doing well for yourself. Our community is safe here in Granville. It's a nice community. Um, but let's be honest. We're not totally on mission when we are willing to just stay in the comfortable places. All throughout the Bible, we see every great Bible hero being invited to go where they do not know. And that is the great call. And I would love to see what your thoughts are about being beautifully enmeshed in the community. Yeah. So, you know, I love this uh, passage of scripture that was selected for the missions conference. It's one of my top three favorite places uh, in the Bible. And it just talks about even uh, this idea of our, our, our view of Christ changing, but then our view of people changing. Like we no longer see people from a worldly point of view. Like they're, everybody is eternal, right? Every single person uh, that we come in contact with is somebody that's going to live forever. And when we have that focus, I think it makes it easier to look past uh, circumstantial things and to be able to, to just dive into the mission, uh, this message of reconciliation that is mentioned in that second corinthians uh, chapter 5 passage and so yeah you know we have uh, i believe the perfect location uh, for this ministry it's uh, a church that is active in um, the recovery community and as we've mentioned we move celebrate recovery there and our intent attendance in the last three weeks have been have been the three highest attended regular meeting night for celebrate recovery we even had we had a hundred people last tuesday night and so many of those individuals mm. are people who do not know uh, Christ is Lord. And so what we're really doing is uh, we're developing a, a ministry here to be able to uh, make the gospel clear uh, to individuals and to be able to uh, have a space where people are already coming, plus the amazing outreach that we we have as God has given, uh, hoping that the net word of mouth networking will continue to grow and more and more people will continue to come. And, you, and just a thought, you know, I shared this this yesterday that um you know if we're not if we're not on mission if we're not involved in the great commission if we're not praying for people if we're not doing what, what jesus says in in luke nineteen ten about himself that he came to seek and save the lost you know our walk with christ is incomplete and that looks different for everybody. You know, not everybody's doing the exact same thing. God has uh, not called everybody to go under bridges and, and, and try to minister to people who uh, are homeless, you know, but God has called each of us to be a part of this this ministry of reconciliation in some way. And I believe that if, if we all can get on board with that and we can really uh, invest our, our some of our time and our prayer and, and our resources into it, I think God's calling us to really be able to do something special right now. What I hear you saying, Pastor Trey, is that in this era 
to truly claim one's faith, we need to live out our faith 100%. No ifs, no ands, no buts about it. If you claim Jesus Christ is your savior, you need to be on mission. You need to be on mission and you have to make, take a personal inventory of your heart to say, what part of me is divided? What part of me is for myself? What part of me is for the world? And what things am I living for when I should be living for Jesus Christ? And if I am living 100% for Jesus Christ, then I'm on mission. What does that look like today, God? What does that look like in the scope of a week? What does that look like in the scope of a year? Speak into me. What have you called upon me, Jesus Christ? But my answer needs to be deeply yes to you. Because Matthew 7 says in the Bible, those will crawl, those will call out to him and say, you know, you know, Father, you know, Lord, Lord, Lord. And Jesus will respond, I don't know why you call my name because I don't recognize you. Like that is the difference. And I think this is an opportunity. And each and every one of you that is listening today in this moment, you have an opportunity to seize the embodiment of Christ and step out and say, I believe Jesus is my savior. I'm going to go out there and do exactly what you said, Pastor Trey, save the lost, go into the trenches, look at your brothers and sisters and say, we are committed to doing this together for Jesus Christ, for the furthering of his kingdom. And we get to do that with Turning Point Ministries, a church starting up definitely every Sunday, starting at 6 p.m., starting in the new year, starting in January, every Sunday at 6 p.m. And we will have a kickoff service in November and one kickoff service in December as well. I know the December date is December 10th. What was the very first uh, November kickoff date? Yeah, so our first pre-launch service will be on Sunday, November 5th at 6 p.m. We're also going to host a prayer vigil on Monday, October 9th at 6 p.m. If anybody would be interested to be a part of that, there should be some announcements coming up. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And any of you that are listening right now that have students that are in high school, I am now the interim high school uh, uh, ministry leader, and I'm going to be inviting your students to come down with me to the church so that we can help support the new church growth and also to be praying in the downtown community, even providing potential worship in the down community, shaking hands, getting dirty, and getting acquainted with J- Jesus's most precious beloved children and inviting them into the true journey of becoming into a relationship with Jesus Christ at Turning Point Ministries. Pastor Trey, thank you so much for being with us today. We will continue to be in deep prayer for this new church development. And if you would love to reach out and find a way to just offer a six month commitment to say, I just, I'm going to attend this church for six months because just attending the church is huge because other people will walk in that door and they will say something special is happening here and they will be able to look at to look into your eyes and you won't even have to say a single thing in return. They can just simply look at you and they will see Jesus's eyes in you and something beautiful could take place. Because of your decision to say, yes, I am going to attend this church for the next six months. Thank you so much for joining us on today's Going Deeper episode. If you are interested in submitting questions to our pastors, um, please feel free to reach out to joshm at springhillschurch.org. Again, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. And please remember that more important than anything else, you are welcomed here, you are loved, and you matter. Pastor Trey, would you please lead us out in prayer? Sure. Okay. So, uh, gracious Heavenly Father, 
just come to you right now and I'm just thankful for the fact that you're a God who cares. Uh, you see every single need that's going on, Lord, and you uh, have a plan for each of them, Lord. And we just thank you uh, for this church, uh, for the leadership of this church that's willing to mobilize and, and to uh, go after um, every single person. Uh, there's not one person uh, that we're not seeking right now, Lord, and, and, and knowing that that's your heart, Lord. And so just praying for an empowerment, um, and to be bold in faith, Lord God, and just that there would be, we know, we know that the harvest is plentiful, but you yourself said that the laborers are few. So Lord, raise up laborers. Uh, may we get on mission, Lord, and stay on fire for you. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>